0: You are now listening to A Mom
1: and a Dad. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Mom and a Dad Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I am
0: Sin. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. It's rainy and gloomy as usual.
0: It's crazy. Like, last episode, you said it feels like we're living in Seattle. And I mean, it really does. It hasn't stopped raining. Yesterday was a nice day. Yeah, it was, yes. it was
1: good yesterday. But it was a bit breezy.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just preparing for it today. I mean, it was nice here as other people going through a tornado and everything in, what, Tennessee. Yeah, that was just bad. It's crazy.
1: A lot of damage out there in Tennessee. Prayers out to everyone there.
0: Absolutely. It feels like we've had the most rain the beginning of this year than I've had the past 10 years of my life, it feels like.
1: Yeah, we've had a lot going on in 2020.
0: This is what Noah felt like with the floods. I guess. I'm about to I go build know. me an ark.
1: Me too. Put me on it.
0: I'm not getting to a very thing though. I think that's where Noah messed up. He should have left the mosquitoes, the roaches, and everything behind. I don't know why he even brought those. <laughs> he should let all those get flooded out too.
1: Yeah, especially the mosquitoes. We could do it out. Absolutely. The roaches, you could just bomb. Mm hmm. But those mosquitoes? I don't know. Mm. They,
0: they say roaches are going to be the only thing left on Earth when the Earth ends because they can last through anything.
1: They can't last through that boric acid.
0: Or raid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm alive and healthy, unlike a lot of other people in America right now.
1: Absolutely. With that coronavirus going around, right? They can have
0: all of that. I don't want none of that smoke.
1: It's just crazy how it's just popping up in certain states. I think they just need to ban all international flights until this is under control.
0: Uh, They can just ban all flights, period, like from city to city. They can ban those, too. I don't need anybody. But it's not going from city to city. But I mean, I just don't want any interaction with people outside of who's already here. I'm, I'm good. Well, once spring hit, I think all of this would just die
1: down. I mean, you know, look the at he all... kills the viruses, so they say.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just be thinking about all the other viruses that were here at one point, then you don't hear about them anymore, and they used to be like big epidemics.
1: This it's gonna be the same thing for the
0: coronavirus. Yeah, we Where's... won't hear
1: about it after spring.
0: Where's the bird flu? What happened to that thing? I can't even remember the bird flu or the swine flu.
1: What was swine flu? Oh,
0: from the pigs. Like, you don't hear about any of those anymore like that. Well. But the regular flu is still here. We know why that is. <clears throat> government. The government. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, so what you got on your topics for today?
1: Well, one thing I wanted to touch base on today was stay-at-home moms versus working moms. That's oh. such a big topic nowadays. Yeah. And it's frowned upon on both sides.
0: Right, right. I think, uh, especially with a lot of equality talk in the world, you know, you hear about more moms being the breadwinners of their household, so it's becoming more of a norm, and then now you're having a lot of stay-at-home dads uh, going on, but particularly about the topic of the stay-at-home mom versus the working mom, what's what's your take on it?
1: Well, I myself am a stay-at-home mom. I have been for the past 13 years, and... Let's see. I don't know. I think that being a stay-at-home mom has its benefits and it has its lows. Oh. Same for a working mom. Stay-at-home mom, yes, you're home alone all day with the children and it wears you out. But the thing that bothers me with stay-at-home moms is that when the dad or their significant other comes home, they feel like the spouse has to take over now. Like, this person just worked eight hours. Yes, you were home all day, but they just work. They're tired. I understand you're tired, too, so I guess... Put the baby down for a nap or something and take a break. Right. But there's a lot of complaining. And I don't think it should be like that. This is just my opinion. I mean, you both made the baby. I get it. But if one parent is working and the other one is staying home, I feel like the one staying at home shouldn't complain as much. I get it. You need your break.
0: But that spouse has been working all day, too. Right. So... I guess maybe some people look at it as, oh, it's supposed to be a 50-50 thing. How you said we both it made is. the It is. You're home. That person is working. It is 50-50. Yeah. You're both working. I mean, I, I look at it the way you do as well. I think some people may just think, okay, yeah, the 50-50 part, I watched this kid for 50% of the day. Now it's your turn. Right. Although, like you just said, that person did just come home from work. And sometimes maybe that's not taken into consideration. Like, okay, yeah, you did just have a day. Could be stressful. Your job is supposed to be your home away from home. Right. Telling what went on there. Exactly. You know, but then at the same time, the working person may need to take into consideration how the stay-at-home mom may feel like, okay, you have been here with these kids all day, especially if there's some badass kids. And you're like, okay, maybe you do need a break as well. From these kids Which you'll get Probably in like Three to four hours When they take their ass to sleep Right You know That's your break I, I don't know It's
1: it's a It's not a win-win situation It's not it's, Yeah It's either You're gonna complain Or you're gonna suck it up And just deal with it It's it's a hard one And I'm not putting down Any stay-at-home mom Because again I am one I've been through it But We just have to Take into consideration That this is a 50-50 split You're home The spouse is working and that's just it. Now, now what the what were you gonna say?
0: What about people who work in a career such as myself where you're more like a freelance? You come and go as see fit, you know, around your scheduling and things like that. Do you think that parent should play a bigger role in the kids' life? Since you don't necessarily have a set schedule of when you're gone, you know what I mean?
1: Well, when you say bigger role, we all should play a bigger role in our kids' lives. Now, should you do more? Absolutely, If you have more time to spend or do with your children, absolutely. Take advantage because you don't get that time back yeah, at all. That's so true. So, yes, if you have a little bit of time here and instead of playing a video game or going with your friends or whatever, yes, take that time to spend with your kids.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I think a lot of people don't because they use that excuse, oh, I've been working or I did some work today. So they feel justified and not being as active in the lives of the kids sometimes. You know, I, I know certain people who they may travel for a living. You know, they they go out for one or two days and then they come back and that's their excuse. Well, I've been on the road. I'm, I'm tired. I can't do X, Y, Z. Well, you don't do anything for the next two days. So why can't you be a little more? I agree. Yeah. I agree. It, and it throws more pressure on the other parent. It because, does because they've been with the kids the past two, three days that you've been gone.
1: So now I feel like, yeah, they may
0: need a break. How do you think the kids feel about it, though? I know growing up, my dad worked a lot. He worked third shift. So he was gone all night, and then most of the time he slept during the day. Right. So he really wasn't being as active in our lives as my mom was. You know, She took us to sporting events and whatever else we had to go to. So do you think, I know how I felt growing up, but do you think kids sometimes may look at it as, the other parent may be neglecting them somewhat? Absolutely. Because they don't understand the whole working and...
1: They don't understand it, but they do see that mom or dad isn't there all the time. It's always just one parent. So they see that and that question probably lingers. They may not understand, but I'm sure they question, well, why is daddy here and mommy's not? Or why is mommy here and
0: daddy isn't? And how do you think you can, I don't know, uh, explain that to them? Because it's hard to make them understand, especially at younger ages. You know, As they get older, they may understand more, but sometimes... Even as they get older, they're so caught or stuck in the ways of what it has been, dad not being here or mom not being here, that it doesn't bother them. Well, I can't say it doesn't bother them, but maybe they just look at it as, oh, this is what I'm used it's to. It's the norm. Right. Dad's always gone.
1: It's pretty much like that in society.
0: Do you think it messes up their relationship sometimes? I do.
1: I think they resent the parent that wasn't there mm-hmm. more than they resent the parent that was there. Yeah, that's true. I do. Sometimes it They can may act- not show it, though, but in their head... They know who was there and that's probably more so of the parent who they lean towards when they need things too. Because they see, well, daddy hasn't been there. Why am I going to go to daddy when I need something? I, I just go to mommy. She's the one that's been there and vice versa.
0: Yeah. Oh, Very true. Or sometimes it can actually be flipped to the point where this parent's always here. So when the other parent comes, well, let me go to them for certain things. You know what I mean? Sometimes I think the absence... Well, they say absence make the heart grow fonder. Yes. So, you know, by that person not being there, when they do come around, the kid's excited. They, they want to spend time with that person. And they feel like this person can do no wrong because they're never there to discipline them or any type of punishment. Right. You know, warden mom's here with me, fun dad's around two hours a day, you know what I mean? Or, or like you said, vice versa, either way. So sometimes I think that parent seems like the superhero. And yes. the one who is there providing everything, you know, as far as like emotional support and listening, gets you know, talk down on or, you know, look that funny like, and I don't know, you're not fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I agree
1: with you because we've gone through that personally. Oh, yeah. We have to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. You're the fun parent. You're there in their lives. Don't get me wrong. You are there. You're a father that's there. Yeah. You do as much as you can. But I'm the more warden and disciplinary where you're the fun dad. And you do discipline, but i'm more stronger with it yeah. than you are
0: I, i'm the one who disciplines you and then like five seconds later and they're trying to make you laugh again
1: but that's a good thing yeah you don't want them to stay mad
0: no but then again sometimes i feel like it has a reversed effect on my discipline that I try you're to not following on, through right you know I, I go in there and i'm trying to be stirring with you do xyz or you should not have done this and then i come in there trying to make a joke they're like hold up are you was just in here trying to be you know warden right and now you're, you're my best friend and
1: but I think that's good because you don't want them to stay mad. You want them to get the picture that you're being disciplined, but you don't want them to stay mad and be upset with you.
0: Yeah. I also don't want them to think I'm a joke. That's true, too.
1: That's a hard line. It's thing. a hard line to ride. It is. Kids are tough. Man, what about the working mom?
0: I feel there's a lot of pressure on working mom, especially those who are single parents.
1: Yes. Oh, yes.
0: Man, you got to play both roles. You have to go to work get that done, then come home and play the role of the parent and everything like that. You really don't have much time for yourself. So it's a lot of stress on your shoulders. And now sometimes you may end up taking that out on the kid. You know, I definitely salute any single parent out there because I know how hard it is for us as two people trying to raise two kids. Yes. So one person trying to raise multiples can be like insane. One person trying to raise one is probably hard. It is. So do you
1: think the working mom has it harder than the stay at home mom?
0: Not necessarily. I don't think I kind of do. And I say this because are we talking in the two parent household?
1: Yeah. we Yes. Two parent and a single parent. I feel both ways. The working mom has it a little bit harder than the stay at home mom, only because you have to go out there and work and then you have to come home and still take care of the children. And let's not say if you're at work and you have you get a phone call from the school who you have to go pick up your child because something happened to them. They're sick or whatnot. Now you have to take off time from work, which can go against you. You know, this could be your third strike. Now what do you do with a stay-at-home mom, which I'm not putting them down. You're home all day, so when you get that call, you could just run to the school. You don't have to worry about taking the time off. But see, that's why
0: I asked if it was a two-parent household, because, you know, if mom is working, maybe dad is free. What if dad isn't free? I don't know. I mean, I guess it it does become harder on any parent, you know. It,
1: It is harder. It is harder. Any
0: parent that is working and doesn't have the flexibility to just leave. Um, I went to a real estate seminar over the weekend. Well, not a seminar. It was just a little event or whatever. And the lady who was there speaking, that's what she said. She came from corporate America. She had uh, four or five kids or something like that. And she used all her vacation days and all her personal days because she always had to go do something with the kid. You right. Know? See? S- somebody was sick or something like that. And it got to the point where she ran out of days. So. Right.
1: And, it, and it'll be held against her now. Yeah. Because that- now she has no more sick or personal days to take. So now if your child gets sick that could be penalized against you. can end up losing your
0: job. Right, absolutely. And she said that's the risk that she kept running into exactly. losing her job or when it came time for promotions, she was overlooked because you missed so many so days. So many days. Right, you know. And I think jobs should have more consideration over parents. I mean, maybe it's just being biased because we're parents. But sometimes, you know, you run into things like that. You run into where your kids may be sick, things that are out of your control.
1: But you know this when you have kids that there are things in life that are going to happen. Right. And I'm not putting anyone down, but when you have kids, you know things like that will come up. So you can't blame the job and say, oh, the job needs to be more lenient. Uh, no.
0: No, but I'm saying, yeah. You chose come... to have these kids, not your job. Yes, things come up, but that's life. So exactly. they should be, I think, jobs should work with people more often. Well, they
1: give you maternity leave. Okay, they don't that's have when to the, do
0: that. That's when the kid's born. Okay, what about when they're three and they get a cold? But that's
1: not the job's responsibility.
0: It's not their responsibility, but I think there should be more flex time for parents who are in those situations. Okay, look at this. But we you don't know ha- what?
1: With that, you say, I think if they did that, it would be taken advantage of.
0: Of course, like so, everything in life, though. Yeah,
1: so I don't think that should be put in, that job should be more lenient. No, that'll completely turn into a disaster because then people start lying just to get time off from work. Yeah, that's true. Because you know how we are. Sometimes
0: I don't fully think about all my responses before I talk. <laughs> yeah I, I guess you that.
1: know how americans are we take advantage of everything
0: yeah that's very true i mean i, I guess i just see people who go through things i, I do mean, too. even when you know i was working a regular nine to five or, corporate america you know what i mean and, and there were times where i needed to come home especially if you're only working with one car i know that's been an issue in our past you know we only got one car so if i'm at work and the kids need to go somewhere or something important pops up I have to come home right jobs need to be more
1: lenient nope or you can just have your spouse drop you off and they keep the
0: car and they'll come pick you up from work oh there's so many solutions and so many other things that could go but sometimes those. people
1: don't think like that It's just always negative 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 you have to think of a solution if you can drop your spouse off at work and you keep the car for the day that way if something does happen your spouse doesn't have to take that time off
0: yeah that's true I, I guess yeah there's both sides up. There is both
1: sides to both stay at home and working moms. I salute them both.
0: Oh, absolutely. They're both hard roles to play, whichever side you're on. I think they both deserve their credit. I think it's wrong though. Sometimes when, oh, uh, not stay at home. When working moms look down on stay at home moms, like, oh, you don't do anything. I work and take care of my kids. And I don't think that's fair because you never know what that stay at home mom has to go through. Sometimes it's more than just taking care of the kids. You know, I, I know from personal experience staying at home can drive you crazy sometimes it can it can drain the life out of you yeah when you're at home all day you you see the same walls even if you're just going out and doing the same daily routines that can just drain you alone you know what I mean that first is fun it's something to look forward to and then after three months of going to school waking up taking the kids to school doing stuff after school the things that you have to do in between times it can just drain a person you know what I mean I agree because I've been there personally Yeah, I think both sides of the equation need to take each other into consideration if there's a two-parent household in that. And I think sometimes working moms or working parents need to be a little more considerate of stay-at-home parents. I agree. There needs to be a balance.
1: Yes, balance. All about balance, right?
0: Speaking of balance, when it comes to kids telling the truth and lying, I'm going to lean more towards the lying side right now because that has been a problem in this household lately.
1: Absolutely. Our youngest has gotten into a phase of just lying. And I mean lying about little things that are unnecessary. It's
0: like ridiculous the things that she lies about sometimes. And it's like when you ask her, well, why did you just lie about this? I didn't lie. We know it's a lie. You're telling
1: the lie right now. You said you didn't lie.
0: Like last night we're reading the Bible, going over the Bible as a family. And our oldest tried to look over our youngest while she was reading. She put her arm up to cover up the page. It was like, oh, why did you just do that? Your sister's trying to help you. I didn't do that. I just saw you do it. What do you mean you didn't do it? Like she lies about the stupidest things. How can we, first of all, put it to a stop and then try to let her know that this is not right. This is not what you need to do. No matter how many times we tell her, how many talks we have, it's the same thing.
1: Maybe I think it's personally maybe a phase and I'm praying that it's a phase for her sake because this line is just getting out of hand. I understand you might get nervous and that's another thing I thought about. Maybe it's something deep down like she's nervous about something, but it can't be consistent.
0: Even then, like okay, if you're nervous about something, you lie in multiple different situations. You can't be nervous in every situation.
1: No, I just think sometimes she's caught off guard and she she makes up a lie before she can actually think about the reality. You know what I mean? Like, she'll just, she's just quick to come with the lie. Yeah. And I don't know why. We tell her constantly. The rule in our house, and people are probably going to call us crazy, is if you lie, you get in trouble. If you tell the truth, we'll work out the situation. You won't get in as much trouble.
0: No matter what it is. No
1: matter what it is. But she continues to lie.
0: lie well, we can't even lie. say much trouble because we try to give them the option that you won't be in trouble at all. If you tell the truth. Right. And that doesn't seem to have any effect not with our youngest our
1: oldest it does work she's older she's 11 and a half so it does work with her but our seven and a half year old it's just like pulling teeth but it's starting to get to the point where it's draining because you don't want her to grow up becoming a liar and we constantly tell her nobody wants to be friends and talk to a liar
0: right yeah that's
1: not the way to go with life
0: and she doesn't seem to I know she understands the concept of lying. She does. But it doesn't seem to sink in her head when we tell her that nobody's going to want to hang around you if you constantly lie. You know, we told her about the boy who cried wolf. You you lie so many times. You This Nobody happened. This happened. Him. And then when something really happens, nobody's going to believe you. It doesn't seem to sink in with her. She'd rather tell whether it's a small lie or a quick lie. Sometimes I think she lies without I even knowing she's lying.
1: If that's <laughs> what I that's what I'm saying. She doesn't think before she speaks. She just comes right out with whatever comes to her mind, which is the lie most of the time. Yeah. And then it's like when she probably is telling the truth, we don't believe her because she's lied so much. And then she starts crying and here we go. Oh the my water God. works. Right. And now I feel bad because I'm like, well, maybe she is telling the truth this time, but we don't know. It's so because hard she's to tell. lied so much. <laughs> yeah. This is like the hardest thing. Going through. And we haven't even hit puberty yet with our oldest.
0: Oh, right. Oh, man.
1: But this lion, I don't know.
0: I I really hope it is a phase. You know, I don't know what prompted it or what started everything with her. But I hope it ends soon. Yeah, for her sake, better. (laughs) Right. Because I'm on the verge of like, I'm running out of options. We take her tablet away from her. We tell her, hey, you have to read books for two hours or something like that. And okay.
1: It doesn't phase her. She'll do it. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't phase her.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think she knows ways to get her stuff back that she wants, such as her tablet. Okay, I can't have my tablet. I'm going to just come being your ass all day until you say, go do something else. Yes, you know and she's what been I
1: mean? doing that lately. She'll come in our room. Kylie never comes in our room like that now. Wow. She's been coming in the room. She's been hitting that, oh, mommy, did you watch TikTok on your phone today?
0: Right. <laughs> so like, she can try to watch it. On so th- she
1: can watch it because they have no electronics Monday through Thursday.
0: Yeah. Well, she doesn't have any right now, period. Oh, she's, she's un- not
1: getting her electronics back for a while.
0: She is on punishment for.
1: She has to stop this lying.
0: Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, thank God she's not lying about anything serious because nothing. Yeah, serious but we has don't happened. want it to lead to that. That's, That's what what I'm why saying. we have to fix it now. Yeah, with a small little bull crap. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, she about to drive me crazy. Y'all
1: pray for us with our youngest.
0: Speaking of lying, sometimes parents lie to the kids or they put up a front in front of the kids. Say if they're going through problems themselves, they're having relationship issues. Do you think it's okay to lie and put up the front in front of the kids like everything is fine and you guys stay together knowing deep inside? Y'all need to be together.
1: I totally think it's okay to lie in front of them to keep up (laughs) (laughs) to keep up the fake facade, because first of all, the kids don't need to know exactly what's going on in the adult's relationship. Yeah. I so, agree. yes, I think it is okay to fake the funk to a certain extent.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's good, though, to stay together for the kids' sake? No.
1: Because you're going to be miserable and unhappy. So, why stay together if it's not going to work?
0: Yeah. Especially, I mean, if it's in a bad relationship, it's probably only but so long you can keep up the fakeness, you know what I mean, before either it kills you on the inside or it just comes out one day to where you start to resent the person so much, it's hard to hide. Everybody can tell.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: You know what I mean? Um, This is brought up to my attention because our oldest, yesterday we were in the car and she was just talking about one of her friends at school. The little girl's been kind of mean or, I guess, short-answered at times when talking to our daughter and come to find out her parents are going through a divorce right now. And she knows the whole story. you know. So she
1: knows everything. See, I don't think that the kids should know why. If it's something deep like cheating or something like that, I don't think the kids should know. You can explain to them mommy and daddy just aren't seeing eye to eye anymore. The love's not there. But they don't need to know the extent because now they're going to judge the other parent and look at the other parent
0: a certain way. And now, it's not right. Do you feel there's a certain age where, okay, we can explain this openly? Because the, the little girl is only in sixth grade. And she knows her mom cheated on her dad, you know, and and she knows now they're separated. And now I guess the dad is talking bad about the mom because she's staying with the dad. So now he's bashing the mom. Right. So now the little girl is like, she's
1: confused and conflicted now. And that's not right. Because
0: maybe last week that was the mom she loved and cared for so much. But now now this idea is in her head.
1: The mommy's a cheater and broke up the family. family. Right. Yeah. That's not right. That's not right. Yeah. Don't, your kids, there's no certain age to answer your question. No. Even if they're 15, 16, 17, they still don't need to know your business. What yeah. they don't know won't hurt them.
0: Yeah, that's true. But do you also feel by not letting them know exactly what's going on once they do find out the truth? How they, are they
1: going to find out?
0: I mean, if you guys divorce... Or you separate.
1: They don't need to know the real, the extent of it. They know you separated because you just weren't getting along anymore. Why can't we leave it at that? Why do they have to know mommy or daddy cheated?
0: Because maybe the kid in their mind, sometimes I feel maybe you should explain to them. And the reason I say that is because if you don't and you guys separate, you could just say mommy and daddy's not working right now or whatever the case may be in their head. They may think it's their fault.
1: Why would they think it's their fault? There's a
0: lot of kids who when the parents separate and maybe they don't get the full explanation or maybe they just don't understand all the details, they do feel that way. At least that's what I've seen on TV. Oh, my goodness, that's TV. But I think in
1: reality <laughs> That is reality. Parents, you said reality TV, yeah. That's true. Parents need to explain to the kids, like you just said, it's not your fault. It's just mommy and daddy don't get along anymore, and it's not good for us to stay together. They don't need to know daddy cheated, mommy cheated, or whatever the situation is. If it's deep, they don't need to know that. And nobody else needs to know either, so it shouldn't get out of the household. Yeah. It's between you guys. You separate. You stay amicable.
0: I used the big word. What? Uh-oh. I was over here like, what? And I said it right. I have been practicing. I would have struggled with it. I ain't going to lie.
1: But, yeah, I don't think they should know, no, at any age. I don't care if they're 21. If they still don't know, they don't need to know. Unless they've been eavesdropping, how are they going to know?
0: You said don't let it out the house, but that's kind of hard because usually when you're going through something, you want to talk to somebody else about it.
1: Yeah, but the person you confide in should know better too not to put your business out there. That's why you got to know who you should confide in. I don't confide in a lot of people because some people just want to hear your business and they could care less. Oh, they just want to see you down. Yeah, there's been plenty of people I've been there for. And I have not gotten the same love in return. And yeah.
0: it sucks. I know for a fact sometimes when we argue, because every couple argues. Absolutely. And you, I, I've seen you try to confide in other people and the follow-ups are never there. But nope. I've seen other people go through stuff and you're there. Yep. I mean, I'm not trying to like praise you like you're the best friend in the world. No, but... But was- you do with the follow-ups. Hey, are you okay? How are things going? And stuff like that. And I, that goes with both of us. I never received that same type of energy from, I guess, my circle. You know what right. I mean? But then again, we really don't put our business out there but for so many people. You know what I mean? I really don't talk about what's going on. If we have an argument, I'm not going to go out there and talk to somebody about it. You know what I mean? A lot of people praise us because we'll come around to a party, look like the life of the party, and they don't know the whole time. We mad.
1: Right. Because as <laughs> we get home, it's back to not talking to each other. Right. But we never show our anger or what we're going through in public. I think it's nobody's hap- business.
0: Right. What happens at home. Stays at home. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when we go out in public, they don't need to see exactly what's going on. Some people can't help it. They wear it on their face. You yeah, know so what I mean? Yes, and you
1: can tell, oh, they must be arguing. They are so distant. They're not talking to each other. Like, yeah. you can tell.
0: But if we're there together, you'll never be able to tell. No. Nah. nah. High-fiving and everything.
1: Nope. Nobody needs to be in our business because they don't care. And that's just how I feel. People it, just want to know your business so they can talk about you or so they can up you one.
0: Yeah. And I think that's sad, you know, that we have to feel that way. Because you should be able to lean on your friends and stuff like that, but you're absolutely right, especially if somebody's going through something themselves, they want to see somebody else doing worse than them. Misery loves company. Oh, absolutely! And please do not invite me because I ain't trying to be company to that party at all. No, nah. nah, bruh. What do you think about people who like co-parent? Mm,
1: co-parenting is hard. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've never I don't been know. through, but just seen. I've seen people co-parent and. It's hard because you have to split up the time with the child. And I feel it's more hard on the kid because they're going back and forth to this house and that house. And they have these rules at this house and they have rules at this house. Co-parenting is one of, I think, the hardest things out there.
0: Do you think it's harder on the parents or the kids? I would say the kids probably. Yeah.
1: It's hard for the parents, don't get me wrong, because now you have to balance out the time spent with your children and what Mm -hmm. you can do in this certain week because next week they're going to the other person's house. But the child is the one going back and forth with so many emotions. And like I said, there's rules here and then the rules are different at this house that that can mess a kid up.
0: Yeah. And I agree with you, especially about the the rule part, because, you know, when you live in the same household, even if you do have separate rules, it could be stopped here. You know what I mean? Like. Mom said this. Well, dad said that. You know what I mean? When you're in the same household. But when you're at two different houses, oh, dad might say something on purpose because he knows it's going to piss mom off. Yes. And the kid is going to go back and let mom know. Right. Oh. And
1: that's going to start a problem.
0: You can't have ice cream at mommy's house. Mom, have all the ice cream you want over here. Have all the snacks. And then they go back home and they want the same thing. Well, dad lets us do it. So now they might start pushing against the mom and wanting to be with dad because dad's the fun dad. But dad only got you on the weekend right you know what i mean yeah he the fun dad yeah you stay there monday through friday see how fun his ass is
1: right that's a hard one <laughs> yeah co-parenting crazy. Woo, glad we, we don't have to do it
0: oh no nah, we won't do it no nah, we're gonna we, work it out we will make it work by any means necessary yeah for sure which brings up another point that i want to talk about okay role models in kids lives and i don't even mean just like as the the parents You know, because I I feel the parents should always be a role model in your kid's life, setting a good example. It's the outside people who the kids tend to follow and stuff. Who are the good role models? Who are the bad role models? And how can you try to help your kid lean towards, you know, certain, I I guess, not necessarily people. I'm speaking more of a profession. I know a lot of kids, they look up to like um, musicians and rappers and artists and stuff like that or basketball players and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm you really don't see too many kids role model being a doctor or this lawyer is my role model. Because
1: they're going by what they see on TV and you don't see too many doctors and lawyers on TV. It's always the rappers and the half-naked models. Right, right. And stuff like that. So 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 that stuff
0: is glamorized. And I think as parents, we should be able to try to steer our kids to let them know there's more to life than just these entertainers that you see, you know, the, the actors and stuff. And I think as a society... We need to try to steer them more towards these professions. Yeah, people grow up and become doctors every day and lawyers every day and stuff like that. But it's not glamorized, I feel, as much as it should be. So more people will go into these fields of science or education and stuff. Like teachers are never glamorized. You just hear them talk bad about.
1: I more so think so. kids glamorize, like you said, the rappers and the models and the actresses because it's a quick come up. When you become yeah. a doctor and a lawyer or a judge or something like that or a scientist, you have to go to school for a long time. They don't want do that, to do that. They want something that's instant. And becoming a rapper, all you got to do is go rap somebody and then you can get a contract. But if you want to be a doctor, you have to go to school. Then you have to go to medical school. Then you have to do your residency. Yeah, that just true. sounds
0: draining. But when you look at the odds one out of however many people actually become successful as an artist or entertainer of some sort right. compared to if you go to school, you make the grades, there's going to be hospitals all day that will pick up doctors. You Absolutely. Know what I, mean? they, I agree. There will always be law firms and stuff like that. So the odds work in your favor better to go to school. Yes, it's more work. Yeah, it's more draining, but it's also more rewarding and more sustaining compared to okay. Rappers. Yeah, they hot. They're popping. You usually only pop in like 10 years. So hopefully you're saving that money. And, which most don't because they don't have they that financial literacy. Right, you know what I mean? There's right. nobody there to teach them that. Mm-hmm. So 10 years from now, now they're broke. They don't have any money. Now what? How many actors have you seen? Where are they now? Dude working at Dollar General doing something wild, crazy.
1: Like the uh, guy from uh, the Cosby's? Right, Vanessa's yeah. husband. What was his name? Oh. I don't remember Cassandra's his name. husband. That's a Vanessa.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But Elvin. Yeah. Elvin. And, he and was remember, they went in the grocery him.
1: store and they found him in Tyler Perry picked them up and helped him and put them in some movies.
0: Yep, and I seen them in something else recently too, outside of Tyler Perry. So it's like they got him back out there. But there's so many that have gone through that. Where are they now? One right. hit wonders type stuff.
1: But like you said, because they didn't have that financial guidance. So yeah. they blew all their money. But if you know that as a parent and your child wants to get into that industry or whatever, you know that they need to have. You know, that financial
0: security. True. But the problem is a lot of the parents don't have it either. No, because the parents are spending the money too. I think they say like 60% of America lives from check to check. Oh, that's us. Yeah, I mean. Don't we all? Yeah, which is sad though when you look at America as a whole because we're the richest country. But yet most of us live check to check. Yeah, the checks may be decent when you get them. That's why we're considered rich. But in the long term, nah, that's not good literacy to teach to your kids. It's hard. I, I can't speak for you, but I know my parents didn't pass down any type of financial literacy Mine to me. didn't
1: either. And we're learning now with our children and trying to teach them yeah. the finances of life. Like Every time they get money, my husband takes 10% of their money and he puts it away for them. Mm-hmm. At first they were upset about it, but then he explained to them about saving and investing. And now my oldest... She wants to put every dime that she gets in there now. She wants to open up her own bank account, which we're going to go take her to open up. Which is cool to say, to me. Yes. So it it depends on the parent and the way you mold and shape your child. Because I don't see nothing wrong with them wanting to get into the entertainment industry. But like I said, you have to make sure they have that guidance. Because a lot of these people
0: don't have the guidance. Yeah. I I think another thing that pisses me off about a lot of people is they always say, I wish my parents would have dot, 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 whatever the case may be.
1: I've said that plenty of times.
0: But you're a grown-ass adult now, and you know right from wrong, so why aren't you still doing it? You know what I mean? Like, if you grow up and you learn it, yes, you wish you had it back then, but you have it now. So either implement it in your life or pass it on to your kids, which is what we're trying to do. You know, We're trying to pass some of these things on to the kids. But I even catch myself at times like, dang, man, I wish my mom would have, I wish my dad would have.
1: Because you probably felt you could have been better off to even help your kids now if they did teach you that. But maybe they didn't
0: know. Yeah, And that's why they didn't didn't teach you. I, my grandparents uh on my dad's side they own convenience stores and stuff like that and then i look at what my dad did he worked in a factory his whole life you're like damn you went from business owners one generation to factory workers the next generation but that's maybe because his parents didn't teach him right about the finances that's and to how too. to
1: save and manage your money
0: yeah which is brings back to the the whole role model thing like I think we need to start teaching the kids. I I know we do to some degree, but even on a larger scale, let's pay attention to this professional. Let's pay attention to doing this in life as a role model to teach them better things Mm -hmm. like the saving, like reinvesting some of the money and things like that and take away the whole glamour of being an entertainer. I don't think there's anything wrong with following certain entertainers like Kobe Bryant, you know, rest in peace, He just passed away, really wasn't a big follower of him, you know, while he was playing basketball. After he passed, of course, everybody started watching videos and stuff, and I started listening to some of the things that he was saying in interviews, and it touched me. Like, oh, okay, he was more than just a basketball player. Right. You know, he actually had some gems to drop on people. Yes. So that's a good role model, in my opinion. Yes. I mean, although other people may say other things about some of these, you know, athletes and stuff like that, I do feel there are certain good ones that you can pick up good information from.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's tons of good role models out there. But I
0: think society pushes... The bad boys and the bad girls to the front because you know? that's the
1: ones that are making them the money
0: right you know what i mean like this is gonna show my age like crazy but back when dennis rodman used to play he was a great basketball player but you heard more about the crazy stuff he, that did. he did like this dude tried to marry himself he dressed up in a wedding dress that's funny like he it, was a crazy one but i like dennis
1: rodman i like crazy people that are outside the norm yeah like angelina jolie she used to wear blood around her neck
0: that that was crazy why I just, why is it not? She's well, not a vampire. What's she about so, to do?
1: maybe it was her mom's blood. You know, her mom, it could have been Wasn't her that was in not it her boyfriend or husband
0: at the time? The dude she was with? I don't with? know whose it
1: was. Billy Bob Thornton? I don't know. I thought maybe it could have been her mom First of or all, your name
0: is Billy Bob. Like, that ends that conversation. Hey. You're a clown. I, I don't know. Just certain. I hate two first names. <laughs> Billy Bob. And Billy Ray. Sarah Lee. No, play. But, I mean, I, I guess it's stuff like that, you know. You see the negative in that person. You never heard about the the good that person might have done. You know what I mean? Like, if you talk to a lot of people who knew Dennis personally, you hear great stories about him. Right. But all you heard was the wild stuff he did. Because that's
1: what the media projected, too. That's all they would show us. They never showed the good stuff that he would do. The media wanted us to see the crazy part of him and judge him.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why kids gravitate to that because the media puts them out there so much they seem like okay this is the only person you can focus on you know what i mean this this is the bad boy right so the kids were like oh wow i want to be like that i want to be on the news i want the attention so they see that and they're actually going towards the negative side of that person rather than what the person may bring in a positive light and i think us as parents need to try to intervene to show them look it's more to life there's other character traits that you should focus on yes
1: i agree i definitely agree on that
0: yeah, I don't know. I just hope we're great role models in our kids' eyes in the long run.
1: I think we are so far. Yeah. Only time will tell when they get older.
0: Absolutely. They may grow up and resent everything we ever did. But no, I don't yeah. think they'll go I, nah, that I far. No, I don't think so now, They
1: so. might have some stuff to say, Yeah, but I don't think they'll resent.
0: I I know as you get older, you start forgetting certain things that happened in the past, you know, as you were a kid and stuff. But there are certain things that just stick out in your mind. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Like, I remember when my mom did this. Yes. You know, I hope it's nothing but great things to stick out in our kid's mind. Mm, I'm sure they're going to have some stories, though. I remember my dad wouldn't let us do shit.
1: Yes. Well, we get that now. Yeah. We can't do nothing. Right, right. My friends can do this. My friends can do that.
0: Yeah. This is not your friend's household. Another thing that goes into the whole role model thing, I think kids have access to a lot of information nowadays. Too much, too much. Some of the role models that we used to look up to, like I just talked about, entertainers and stuff like that, they find other sources like YouTube stars and stuff like that. People who are not well known around the world, but they're known in certain communities. And sometimes I feel those people could still have a negative you know, adaptation on the children or whatever from the way they perceive things. Especially the families like on these YouTube channels that our kids watch. Yeah. They're going on trips, they're buying this, they're buying that.
1: Which is their reality, and of it's course. Fine. That's fine.
0: But our kids pick it up as it should be everybody's reality. And now
1: we're judged because we're not going on those trips and right. we're not eating the fancy foods that they're eating. We don't have the eighty foot pool in the backyard. Right. It's it's starting to mess with the kids minds i
0: would say not too long ago i know our, our kids were talking to us and they was like oh let's do the whatever you can hold challenge and i'm like okay well, what, what is, is that? that yeah let, let's get that started oh let's go to target and whatever we can hold you we buy. Get a buy are you out your damn the, mind right who the hell is buying all of this stuff because i'm not where are they doing this? i have at? bills to pay and why is that right why is this cool
1: like because I, they I, see it on the stuff they're watching and they think it's okay and I, it blows my mind tell you the it really does it does because it's just these people on the youtube channels don't take into consideration that they do have these kids watching and these kids
0: aren't living the reality you're living yeah but that goes to back to the entertainers and stuff right yes you got the money to flash and do all the stuff you want you earned that that's cool but the kids see that and now the kids want to try to emulate that they want to try to have the same thing you have they're chasing that dream that you're portraying to them, you know Right, what I mean? and
1: they start hating their parents and whatnot because they don't have the same thing.
0: Right, they're not living that life and everything like that. It's I crazy.
1: It is. I tell you, social media, I don't know. Right,
0: social media, that's what it is. It affects kids and grown-ups. It you does. See, it will drain the life out of you. You see grown-ass people out here who don't want to do anything because, you know, they, they see that, oh, wow, Instagram, they're living a wonderful life, and I got to drive my small beat up car to work that I hate at yes. my job, you know, and they start questioning their own life. They start resenting their spouse or they look at their kids like, damn, you don't act anything like the kids on Instagram.
1: Right. Why can't you be more like them so we could be successful?
0: And that's just not right. Yeah. I don't think it's right like either. living
1: your truth and your reality. Facts.
0: Facts. And we
1: all don't. We try and live with someone else's.
0: Absolutely. Because we feel like that's what we should have. Uh, We're yeah. I've been the, there. The glamour and the glitz rather than reality. Of what it is, you know. Exactly. But life is what you make it.
1: Okay, well, I have a feel goods moment here. All right, what you got? Uh, we have a multimillionaire, Rick Steves. Mm-hmm. He has a heart of gold. He donated a $4 million apartment complex to the YWCA that helps homeless women and children and they can stay for free.
0: Now, that's dope.
1: That is amazing. He bought it back in 2015 intending to give it away. So he bought it knowing he was going to give it away. And the fact that he gave it to homeless women and children is just like awesome because that's been a dream of mine is to open up an apartment complex or something like that to that nature where I can help battered women and children overcome what they have been through and get themselves together.
0: You've always told me that's been a a dream of yours. And I think it's good that somebody actually who has the type of money, I know people do it all the time, they help charities and stuff like that, but... It's not too often you hear something like this. You know, you get a whole apartment complex for people to stay in for until free. they can get back on their feet. Right. You're not charging them anything. Hopefully, you have somebody on site that's helping them try to get jobs or, or something like that. You know, get their But them, you know, like it's them. a tax write-off. Well, for him, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it's still dope that he was willing to try to help absolutely. that Absolutely. That's very kind of him. I and mean, he does have a heart of
1: gold. Shout out to Rick
0: Steves. You go, boy. Yeah. You my man, Rick. Do you have a what the
1: fuck? moment
0: so this lady she went into the hospital she needed a liver transplant okay she wasn't feeling well they was like okay you know let's run some tests on you to see if we can't get you this liver transplant how did
1: she know she needed a liver transplant um well obviously she went to the doctor multiple oh, times okay. i thought she was just assuming like oh my side hurts so my liver needs to be replaced nah, like, or it, it taken was, out. she
0: was having issues so she went in and checked and they were trying to run tests to see if she was going to be a candidate for a liver transplant okay they said well we may not be able to do it with you because it looks like you're alcoholic. You know, you didn't disclose to us that you were alcoholic, right? Come to find out, some freak of nature way, she she's not drinking, never has drunk or anything like that, but yet her liver is producing like she has alcohol in her system. Really? Yes, and it's making... Her liver is looking like she's an alcoholic. And she's never had a drink. Never had a drink before. Wow. And they said... They, they call it the booze brewing inside of her stomach.
1: Well, how did it get in there?
0: I, I have no idea. And obviously they don't either. It's, they're still trying to run tests on her because they're saying like the alcohol content would not show up in her blood system at all. But yet when you look at her liver, it looks like she's an alcoholic. And, and they denied her for the liver transplant because they said that she was hiding the fact that she's an alcoholic. Wow. But she wasn't. She's 61 years old, never had anything to drink. And boom, she was denied just to come out, some freak of nature, stuff is going on inside of her to where she's a alcoholic on the inside? I, I don't know how to call it. So, did she get the
1: transplant since they nah, found out?
0: No, not yet. I think they're still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. It happened out here in Philadelphia. Wild stuff happens in Philly all the time, I guess. I don't know. But it, I just thought that's crazy that your body can produce. It, it said that she had high l- levels of alcohol in her um Liver, system. but yeah, not in, in her, her bloodstream. Not in her urine, though, either wow that's crazy mm, that's interesting so all you people out there who smoke weed just tell them that hey the weed must be growing in my pee because i don't really smoke it was just <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> nobody's <really> believing that <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to give people an out out there man i don't know nah, if, don't if do this that can happen this this is just crazy that's really bizarre that's really what the fuck it is yeah. So alcohol just produces
1: in the liver on its own.
0: Yeah. I, I know we were saying recently you were talking to somebody and they said something was wrong with somebody's liver and they gave you the side eye. Hmm. They must have been drinking because what else would cause something wrong with your liver? I do remember well, that. Well, they need to meet this 61 year old lady who never drank in her life and something's Absolutely. wrong with her liver like that. People quick to pass judgment. What? All the time. Thy shall not judge. But we all do. All day, every day. Including me. Cool. Well,
1: I think I'm done for the day. Me too. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
0: Make sure you subscribe, follow us on all the little social platforms you can, which is only Instagram because that's all we're on at a mom and a dad, all one word, no spaces. And make sure that you listen every week as we drop new eps on that ass. Until next time. Peace. Peace.